0: Hello, everyone. This is Daquan, and welcome back to the Quixotic Topic. Today, I'm joined by Justin, Gray, and Alex. And today, we'll be talking about friendships and relationships outside of NCSSM, that's standing for the North Carolina School of Science and Math. And so, Justin, starting with you, um, how would you say your relationships are? I guess have changed in the context of being at a residential high school. Um. So before. I came to this uh,
1: residential high school. I was at this one really selective I was at another selective school, and um, they, it was a very small community. So coming from a very small community, um, it was definitely a big jump um, to be in such a larger community, and also you're, and also um, the fact that you're like living with them, that also adds to like the relationships that you make at the school.
0: How small was your school before?
1: Uh, it was 50 per class.
0: Fifty per class, so like fifty, and then they had like one teacher. No, no, it, it was like um, f- so like the entire like sophomore class was like fifty people. Yeah, the entire wow. sophomore class
1: was like fifty people, and there were like maybe five teachers <laughs> oh. that taught different subjects. Yeah, there That'd was it was, it was a very school. small school. It was a very.
0: It's like school. basically homeschool, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, oh, wow. like, should so yeah. they
2: like something do like a certain number of students per county or something like that?
0: Um, yeah, are they
1: like? Are they... Yeah, so it's they basically take the. Essentially, a top fifty of the county, and then um, what they do is they—you graduate it in the school. You graduate from your base school. So they'll say that you graduate from your base school, but um, you actually do your academics at that school. If that makes any sense.
0: Okay. Okay. Huh, that's yeah. a bit odd. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, and so, what like level of education is this? Is this like elementary or middle school? Oh, this was high school. High school. Oh, it okay. was high school. Uh, freshman and sophomore year, I was in that school. Word, word. And so, Greg, what about you? How um have you seen your relationships, I guess, morph in a sense now that you're here? Uh,
2: I think one of, like, the best examples for me of seeing how my relationships change is that when I go over break, you know, uh, when I came here, I was honestly, like, a little scared because, you know, living away from home, I'm perfectly fine with being away from home, but actually living with, like, people I've never met before. That was kind of, like, a daunting concept.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: But then I came here, and... It was the first extended weekend, which is like at the end of every month we get to go home back to our parents. I felt so bored because I wasn't surrounded by all like my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's one of the biggest things that changed. Is like you know you, I became so like invested bro- invested in all the people here, you know. And then I go back home and it's like reality. I'm like, oh wow, I actually not living with these people anymore. That's
0: gonna be kind of weird. Mm, yeah definitely i can totally understand that yeah. uh scene is that i am the only senior in this crowd that i realize mm-hmm. um alex same question uh i actually live in durham really which is where we are right now so
3: a lot of my friends i could see right now if i wanted to To worst. i think i'm purposefully distancing myself from them and i'm really glad to make friends here
0: you know like mm-hmm. a new crowd yeah I I guess it would be weird to kind of make that distinction and it's like well I'm I'm here now because obviously there's people here who have to travel like two to three hours just to um, live here and then of course you are like what 45 maybe less really, than yeah I'm like 15 yeah, minutes yeah like 15 minutes away like this is this has been every day for you for, like, your entire life. It's like, me, for example, I uh, live in Charlotte. It's a two-hour, at least an hour trek um, by any form of travel, um, if I want to be here or if I want to be at home. And so I guess there's a kind of weird separation of, like, what exactly is your home, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um, Question for the entire crowd. Uh, when you guys were coming to uh, InstaSIM, did you know who your roommate was, like, before? No. I actually didn't
1: know my roommate um, but like I don't know much about him so I met him on the welcome day where all the students that were um, that were accepted they were um, invited to the campus to take like these tests and everything and um, that's where I met uh, my roommate and we s- we saw that we had a lot of similarities so we were just like why not room with each other cool <clears throat>
2: Uh, for me, I only knew about Chris. I didn't, I'd never even met him before. I just knew him because, uh, where I'm from, I'm in, like, the Johnson-Wayne area. I went to schools in both of them. So I know, like, a lot of people in that area, and everyone was talking about, like, Chris Crow being, like, God-tier baseball player. (laughs) So I kind of, like, I heard the name, but I didn't really know much
3: about him.
0: Oh, wow, so you're living with a local legend. Yeah. (laughs) That must be nice.
3: Alex, what about you? I actually didn't know him. I, Mm -hmm. I knew, like... Before moving day, I knew he was from Raleigh, so he was pretty close too. And uh, it was actually really weird. He on moving day, he showed up at eleven, and we were supposed to be like done moving in at eleven. So <laughs> I was like, oh, Yeah, oh, he was like, We're gonna go get some, you know, lunch at Red Lobster.
0: I was like, you Just
3: got here, do you not know.
0: <laughs> um. I didn't know my, when I was a junior, uh, moving in, I had no idea who my roommate was, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't, because um, that prevented me from allowing to make assumptions on who that, that person was going to be, and it ended up being an extremely good relationship. In fact, we're still very close to this day. Um, I, was, I have a question for you. Since you've uh, kind of been in the Durham area for most, if not all, of your life, um when there is people who are like experiencing the wonders of 9th Street a, a street very close to the school that is a commercial district full of um stores and shops and the like do you ever feel kind of weirded out that people kind of I guess aggrandize this place where I would assume is very mundane for you uh it's
3: it's not like extremely mundane or anything but yeah that you guys haven't seen like any of downtown which is pretty Hopping most of the time, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I definitely feel proud. Like, oh yeah, Durham. I'm like, dude, that's I know this place. Dude. Right, I right. <laughs> so I I think it's not like weird, but I definitely feel proud about it, you know. And mm-hmm. it's it's cool to be able to share this experience, like like hey guys. Yo, you've been there, I've been there. Let's <laughs> be frank. You know? <laughs> yeah.
2: So I actually, I hate the backtrack, but I got a question, because you said that when you met your roommate, you were able to room
0: together. Right.
2: I did not know that juniors could pick their roommates beforehand. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, oh, I didn't right. know that was a thing. I yeah, knew seniors yeah, yeah. could, I just didn't know that was a Alright, anyway, back. But,
0: I yeah. hopping on on that actually, a lot of um, the more, I guess, overhead things about NCSM is controlled by Facebook. <laughs> which is honestly really weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. really agree with that. Because, like, especially with the copious amounts of emails that they send you, That's the true. amount of yeah. stuff that you can miss by not being on the Facebook page is yeah. hilarious. For example, um, I remember last year, I almost didn't get a ticket to Africa Fest, which is a um, festival presented by Hope, a African-American-centered club here on campus. Um, it is a about an hour event that is used to celebrate um, African-American culture. Um, I almost missed my tickets for that because the announcement was made on Facebook. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm actually going to bridge on that. I did miss it because um, when they said Facebook, they were like, I was like, oh, that's Facebook. That's kind of crusty, not yeah, going to yeah. lie. Right, <laughs> right, right. And so I got it, but I never looked at it. And then you made the announcement of the Af- Africa Fest tickets, and I went on Facebook, and that's when I realized, oh, wait, there are no more tickets. Right. And so yeah. it is very weird how, like, you miss a lot of stuff, because I remember thinking, like, emails, oh, they're not going to send that much out before school, and then I go on school, like, a few weeks before I come, and I have, like, hundreds of emails (laughs) that I've missed Actually,
3: I, like, didn't know that we could use our login as an email, (laughs) and so, like, it was maybe August, like, no, it wasn't August, because that's when we moved in, but it was, like, like, only two or three weeks before... And someone was like, "You know, have you checked your email?" I was like, "We have an email." <laughs> so, yeah, I was yeah, pretty yeah. late to the party, but I got everything good eventually.
0: Yeah, um, one thing that I wouldn't really, one thing that I would do differently if I was managing the school is make it so that Facebook wasn't kind of the central hub of everything. Yeah, and because like, um, I would say that NCS NCSM is really good at car part compartmentalizing things in the sense that like the academic sector that's very like squared away you know what to do for that uh, the social life there's like fairly um, it's fairly easy to square that away as well and then in terms of dorm life and uh, things like that, that everything has it's own kind of realm that you yeah enter and that you can enter easily but I, I kind of wished that the meeting places for those rooms, it wasn't Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah.
2: For sure. I, I've used Facebook, and I remember not liking it, like, much. Like, for everything about it, it does work. It's pretty easy with, like, all the groups. It's easy to make a group for about pretty much anything on there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's on Facebook and most, like, I'm not going to check that every day, so you do miss, like, a lot of just stuff that you kind of wish you could do. But you realize, oh, yeah, that was, like, from last week when I didn't check it.
0: Yeah. 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 But um, I definitely also feel that Facebook is also kind of (laughs) toxic. Yeah. For sure.
2: Especially with (laughs) that new
3: thing going around, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, There was that one uh, parents page, If we're going to talk about. The parents page, you get all different kinds of parents and different types of parenting people. I know, like, my dad, when I came here, he was just kind of like, all right, so this is, like, your thing. You just kind of, like... Guide yourself, and I'll be there if you need help. But then there's also, you get the helicopter parents who, oh, like, yeah. want to monitor everything. Uh, like, some, I think, I don't remember the student's name, but I'm not going to say it.
0: Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For security
2: uh, purposes. For, yes. Uh, but the, the, her parent would come every, like, once a week mm-hmm. just to see, like, make sure her room was in order. Which, yeah. I don't know how I could do that. Yeah,
0: that's... That kind of <laughs> sounds...
2: That sounds like a chore, not That would
0: definitely me. harsh my vibe.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. archaic term, but still. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's kind of interesting, because, like, when you come here, I feel like you definitely... If you want to live here, you should probably start cutting some ties and, like, separating yourself a little bit. I'm my own, man. Now, yeah, Mom. Exactly. I'm leaving. <laughs> so you have to make... You know, you can... You have to be able to distance yourself from your past...
0: To be able to make new connections here that are vital to the survival of yourself at this room. Okay. Alex, that's actually an interesting point coming from you, seeing as that, like, you're here from Durham. So, how do you go about making that uh, disconnection, seeing as that there isn't really one to be had? It's like, my mom, at the first, like,
3: month, was like, hey, do you want to go, like, get dinner and, like, hang out at home or something? Mm -hmm. And, like, my friends would offer me to take me places and stuff. I'm like... That would be nice, but I really should stay here and make friends with people. Like, yeah. a lot of people couldn't go home on the weekends just because it was really long, but yeah. I could if I wanted to, but I just chose not to because I needed to make friends here. Kind of. Thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you definitely have to um, prioritize, I guess, how you spend your time a lot more. Like, a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Time management, of course, is, like, the one thing that threatens teenagers to these day. Um, <laughs> I still haven't gotten it down, if I'm being honest. But... <laughs> 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 Um, hopefully I'll figure it out. I, I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. i for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm for that. And so, um, Justin, how do you feel about, um, uh, give me one second, actually. How do you feel about the increasing kind of, like the increased importance of, uh, togetherness that has to be, um... Established as Alex has postulated here at NCSSM Okay, so I Feel like with like an increasing
1: sense of like community at this school, it's I Don't know like It's it's really weird to um Manage your priorities between like your connections at home and then like the friends that you have here because Whenever I just, like, want to call my friends or something like that, um, there's always, like, some activity going on. So I always have to make a decision. So it's it's kind of a tough call to, like, know, um, like, how to allocate your time for which group of friends you want to talk to.
0: Right, right, definitely. It gets um, really hard to micromanage um, a lot of different groups of friends because, like, not only do you have your... Uh, one system that i have um in place is like a friends b friends c friends d friends um it is yeah. it's, it's fairly cliche but um, let me explain the system um, sorry john you're in a c tier <laughs> but the, like, honestly it really do be like that sometimes though it's um it's a system that i have had in place since like middle school but um not to flex but i do have a uh, fairly large amount of friends there. <laughs> 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 and um to category and to categorize them uh i'll say like my a friends are like the people that i'm like extremely close to these are the people that i've uh either have um been with for an extremely long amount of time or like we know a, a lot about each other maybe a bit too much um these are the people that I would probably invite to my wedding, and my best man will probably be picked from that pool. Mm-hmm. Be friends are the kind of people where it's like, I don't have that same time commitment, but we have, like, that vibe. Like, yeah. like, these, these are the people that I could easily get a conversation going with. Um, I wouldn't mind spending a very large amount of time with them. See, friends. Now, this is where we start getting into more like the acquaintances um, kind of category, kind of sphere, because like these are people who I either just don't see very often or um, due to certain niche facets in either my personality or theirs, um, we just don't very mesh well. Um, D tier that's like pure acquaintances and then anything other than that is just people I don't really like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. And so I established that to uh, illustrate how difficult it might be um, having to micromanage like all of those groups because of course like your a friends they're going' they're, um, they're going to have a different ABCD than you. Because they're different people. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you're both in the same A. Because if not, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but um, most of the time, uh, you have to manage. Okay, well, I have my my B group of friends are over here, and my, and my C group of friends are over here, and I want to um get better friends with them so I can upgrade them. But like also, B group of friends, that's like a guaranteed fun time. It's um, it's weird to have to micromanage that, and so. Uh, Gray, going over to you, what would you uh, propose as, like, a good strategy for going about that?
2: Um, for me, uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you say and incorporate it into, like, my strategy. So, so where you, you have your very, like, organized tier list, and that's honestly, like, mad respect because <laughs> I kind of wish I had that. But for me, I'm just kind of, like, over here, like, friend. Not Fred. Fred. I kind of pull everyone into the same thing. And it's like, I guess I've always like, there's even people I hate, I still hang out with. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like just a me thing where I just, I love being around like people in general. Mm -hmm. So like even people that like, I kind of mix in my acquaintances with like my best friends. So it's kind of like that thing is like, is this going to be a good time or not? I don't know. Let's find out. So it's just kind of like. spin the wheel. (laughs) Yeah, just very like randomized. But it's honestly, you get the results to me. Like having it randomized makes it more invigorate on like what it's going to be because you're never with the same person every time. But the best way I found of like managing all my friends at home and like the people here, I usually like for face-to-face interactions, I kind of do that like here solely. I don't really go like outside of this school if I'm here. But then when I'm home on breaks, that's when I talk to all my people like at home and I'll usually plan like a bunch of like parties with them, just hanging out, stuff. Yeah. Because you know, the ability to drive definitely opens like a lot of doors for you to just be able to go see whoever you want
0: whenever you want
2: whenever you want as long as you have the gas yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: I can't drive (laughs) me neither (laughs) well not legally (laughs) yeah not legally for me as well yeah
3: yeah like, I remember this past extended, like, this past break, like, that Friday, I drove to one of my friend's birthday parties, and, like, I had to drive a lot of people there as well, but, yeah, chauffeur, yeah, it was fun,
0: and we all got to, like, hang out and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And so, Justin, heading back to you, Gray brought up an interesting point in uh, face-to-face interaction. Um, you said that, like, you have to, one of the things that you have to micromanage is, like, wh- whether or not you're going to call your friends um, I wanted to know like how you felt about the difference, I guess, because like once you're here in, 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 in NCSSM, uh, people you see every day is that's going to change, and like it, it changes by the trimester even. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you make that transition from seeing someone face to face and like sitting down and like uh, grabbing something to eat with them, for example, to um, seeing them behind a LCD screen? Um, I feel like
1: for me, it wasn't actually all that bad because, um, see from, as I said before, the school that I came from, it was a very small community. So if you wanted to like continue being friends with that, like in that group, you, you constantly, you had to like keep on adjusting. So mm-hmm. sometimes I would agree with them. Sometimes I would not agree with them. So I, I, I wouldn't say like I made the best friends at home. But um, going back to like that transition between like seeing them face to face all the time, and like seeing them behind a screen, it's it's not terrible because it's just I was never really close to them, and just because I'm calling them right now, um, it doesn't make that much of a difference.
3: Mm. Okay, cool, Alex. Same question. Uh, I think to me, I. I don't usually, like, see them or anything on a screen, but I'll definitely, like, have calls with them and stuff. And we just do stuff like play Smash and stuff, Mm. so, um... Fair. It's not like I'm missing a lot of that, because we used to do that before I came here, and I still see them occasionally, but, yeah, I don't think it impacts my relationship with them too much or anything. Yeah, cool. You Yeah,
2: I gotta be honest, just kind of going off that, like... I don't know how it was for um, y'all, but for me, like I already came from a very small town community, so everyone kind of already knew each other. And by coming here, uh, one of the things I was worried about was like, how is this going to affect my relationships at home, but it really honestly didn't impact it that much mm-hmm. since like the people I were friends with at home I'm still friends with them. There are people in middle school. Like, I went to a different middle school than I did high school. Mm -hmm. They weren't, like, the same community. Uh, I'm still friends with people in middle school, and I go out and see them, like, every break. So I think that's one thing that surprised me was that, you know, my relationships are still intact. Yeah, I don't see them all the time, but it kind of makes those, like, gatherings, those times where I'm actually seeing them, it makes it like, oh, yeah, this is, like, even cooler because we're not seeing each other all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that one thing that... I have learned personally is that if someone genuinely cares about you enough to call you like a close friend then they'll make the effort to continue to be your friend regardless of where you are mm-hmm. um, for example I have a friend that I met back in ninth grade of uh, high school year and we were like dummy tight the thing was I was a freshman <laughs> And she was a senior (laughs) and so like when I became a sophomore so when I became a sophomore she moved to Nevada and (laughs) so um, talk about a long-distance friendship but um I just finished uh, talking to her yesterday so we're still really close because like in that year that we saw each other like we have that bond Mm -hmm. and so um it really is the ties that bind when it comes to uh, friends um And also, I've realized that having friends is honestly, like, one of the best things that you can do, like, not only just in in, in NCSSM, but in almost any other situation. I can't list on three hands how many times I've been saved by my um, friends, especially in terms of, like, a homework assignment or a, um excuse us for one second, let me pause. And we're back. Anyway, what I was saying was that my friends have saved my hide a number of times with um, homework assignments, studying for tests, or um, projects. However, one thing that I have noticed is that uh, given that the campus is so incredibly tight, there's a lot of um, unhealthy relationships that kind of spiral out of this place. Um, and I think some of that can be attributed to uh, teenage stupidity, because, I mean, like, you're only a teenager once. Um, and <laughs> regardless of how good the advice is coming um, to you, a lot of times uh, we don't take it and a lot of uh, bad things are done. But not only that, but I have heard stories about people who have um, tumultuous kind of home situations that are morphed and, or added like an added layer of complexity because of, um, because of the fact that they're here uh, now away from them. Um. This is uh, harkening back to when we were talking about before uh, with parents. Um, so would anyone like to speak on that matter?
2: I guess I'll start, like, the whole thing. Um, I guess parents, when you talk about negative relationships outside of school, parents are usually, like, that one thing that's on number one. First of all, we're teenagers, so of course we're not going to like the authorities over us. For sure. But uh, one thing I do notice around here, uh, I stated this before, how you get, like, uh, a variety of parents. For some kids, some kids like to be helicoptered. Some kids like that like their parents are always like watching over them. Sometimes that's like a good thing, but I do know a lot of people who have helicopter parents and just they don't like it. It makes them want to rebel more, to do more stuff that's going to make their parents upset. And so I feel like that's definitely. To neg- one of the most negative negative influ- and positive influences on the students here are the relationships with the parents.
0: Yeah, and I think um, it's with that that Foster is kind of a forced independence mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, I feel uh, in some ways it's kind of obvious because like you're here without your parents and like the most that they can, um, the most advice that they can give you if they're not physically there is um, already filtered through a phone in a literal sense. Um, Alex, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't,
3: I think, like, going back to a dangerous home situation can make it kind of annoying, but I, I see it almost as a good thing, like, not coming back to the parents or anything, but like, because you know that whatever is at home is kind of toxic, it makes you want to put more and more effort into what you have here. I personally feel like going back home makes me appreciate that, man, I really have a haul of dudes who are all really interested in me being happy and succeeding and so i should probably
0: start succeeding yeah definitely um in a previous uh podcast check out our other podcast episodes (laughs) um we talked about uh the bond that is formed on hall with um a lot of people centered around a common goal but um not it's not just the parents to be honest in terms of toxic uh well not i want to say toxic but at least not the best of relationships um there's a lot of times that uh, people here just don't really give each other the respect that they deserve, honestly. And I feel in some cases that comes from people not giving themselves the respect that they deserve. Because it's, it's really easy to kind of let go here at um, NCSM, I would say. It's just kind of like um, throw all of your ambitions to the wall. Do the absolute bare minimum. Um, for example, I know some people who... Uh, it's There is some respect to this. Uh, they're like um, finesse their schedule so that, like, they have no classes on, like, Friday, but it's, like, you did all of the work to get here just to not take classes, it's, like, it's it's, it's ironic, um in a sense, is that, like the fact that there's kind of a culture on not perf- not performing, like, at maximum, and I guess I, I'm curious on how that is reinforced by um, relationships, those both at home and here.
3: I feel like
2: I'm guilty of <clears throat> the one of what you said. You know, sometimes there's a lot of classes here. I just don't want to put effort into because I don't care, or I feel like it's in hindering me. Like when I uh, that jukebox over here, this is in my room. Uh, when I was building that for like the past like month or so. Um, I know that I definitely kind of skipped out on some, uh, some Amstead work and reading because I was like, well, this is what I like, so I'm just not going to do Amstead. I probably should have just been balancing it better mm-hmm. instead of just straight being like, no, I do this, not Amstud.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: From, or from Amstead, this is American Studies, it's like an English, um, class and a history class kind of rolled in together, um... So I guess it's for me it was just like balancing like what do I want to do but what do I have to do? I feel like that's another big thing here is like, uh not just lack of ambition. I guess I gotta stick up for some people who don't want to do some stuff here. But there's a lot of people who are just kind of interested in this one thing, but they can't do it right now. I remember my first trimester was really fun because I had like computer science classes but now i have none of that i'm taking all like these required courses so i'm kind of just being like yeah i'm gonna be a little lazy i'm not really like interested in this so i'm just gonna kind of slack off a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um
1: in my situation i'm actually taking a lot more classes that interest me uh this trimester but the thing is that they're pretty advanced so (laughs) trying to understand the concepts is uh one obstacle and trying to uh balance the amount of um, work that's required with those subjects along with like your personal life and your interests, that's another obstacle. So it's hard when you're trying to really advance in the subjects that you like. And on top of that, um, it, gets, it gets a little hard when your uh, parents keep on like looking over you and your grades,
0: <coughs> like that's, that's when it gets really difficult. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I guess, uh, harking on that, I can't really speak for yourself, but I would assume it must be, like, difficult, um, taking advanced classes and then, like, doing, uh, the best that you can and then, um, on, like, the errant side or, like, if you ever, um, slip up and don't perform as well as you would have liked to, um, having your parents kind of, like, double down on you, it, it, yeah. it feels bad. It, yeah, like, it they, feels bad. they always
1: make this. They, they're, like, trying to make the same point. Uh, oh, you like this, why are you not doing good in this subject? Right. And it just, like, y- like it just makes you feel like more bad about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, honestly. And, like, on the other side of that, it's really hard to, um, if you don't have that, um, like, support system, it's just, like, um, like... I can't really speak with with authority over this because, like, I do, I have, like, that support. Like, my parents have been extremely um, supportive to not only just, like, my academic performance, but my mental health. Shout out to my parents. <laughs> but, um, I would assume it would be really hard to kind of explain to um, someone who is not there, someone who's not uh, taking those, like, sleepless nights, someone who's not um sitting there having that anxiety over that test that, like, you... struggling other than just saying hey I'm having a hard time here like there's only so much that you can say and there's only so much that can be understood from that like pool and so there's definitely a, um, a disconnect there that um I'm not entirely sure how to like remedy that because like you would assume that if you're communicating effectively that like hey there's a lot of things here that um are you know stressing me out then like you would get that Reciprocated as like, hey, okay, I'm gonna meet you where you are, but obviously, we're not in a perfect world. Um, Adam ate the apple, and so we're here, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, like the, the classes we're taking now are just for
3: boating sometimes. For like, I really want to like this class, but man, is it hard, so yeah, getting into it is really difficult, and then like when it becomes so unlikable, but. And, like, it also gets associated with those negative feelings from that negative relationship that's pressuring you into it. It becomes something that you just don't want to do at all. So, right. like, a lot of people just lose interest straight up. Like, if math was so hard that you couldn't get into it, and then you every time you bring up math with your mom, she yells at you, you just don't want to do math anymore, because yeah,
0: it makes yeah. you feel like shit. Like, this is negative mom. reinforcement.
1: Uh, yeah, going off um, on what Alex said, I feel like you you may take, like, a class that's, like, like, it's up your alley, but it's, like, really difficult. But I feel like after you take that class, you're just going to look back on those days where you struggled, and you're just going to be like, wow, those days, like, really paid off. And
2: I'm, I'm in a much better position right now, and I know so much more. Yeah, I know one thing that I've had. Um, and When you come to this school, uh, you do get some elitism, some, like, oh, both intended sure. and unintended. For sure. You oh, do get sure. your elitism. And sometimes it's, this person is not even trying to be elitist, but you you, know, you just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, God. Because yeah, I remember yeah. I was talking um, I was talking to Justin because I was, like, infuriated that I got put into pre-cal again for, like, the third time now. Mm-hmm. Even though I got, like, 100 on both of the previous things, they just were like, yeah, you're in pre-cal now. So I was talking about how infuriated I am, and then Justin's like, oh, I'm so sorry, over here in, like... Advanced calculus and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. like, I do kind of like, feel like when I talk about math, it's like, oh, I can't say anything about that because I'm pro- I'm like not qualified or whatever.
0: Right, and that can put like a damper on how you communicate with people in relationships. because yeah. like you you come up with this preconceived <laughs> like, well, I don't want to talk to this person because they're taking advanced classes. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it works
3: in the opposite way though. Like we don't want to flex it. So I remember going around for the first few weeks and like asking what people's schedules are. And then I would just say I was taking Calc BC, but it was Tops 3, and like, I would just say, <laughs> yeah, there were some numbers behind it, but I don't really remember. So that way it sounded like I was just mm-hmm. in Tops 1 with, like, all the other Tops 1 kids. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah.
1: Like, going back to the friends that you make on campus, I feel like asking your friends for help, like, even to the elitist on campus, I feel like that's very vital to your success yeah. on this campus, because yeah, if you yeah. don't tell anyone that you're struggling in a certain subject you're just gonna, like, go downhill. Yeah, you're gonna But, like, unless you have that community of people that are, like, willing to help you in any circumstance, that's when you're gonna, like, actually see your grades improve. Definitely. I feel,
0: um, an important, uh, another important, like, social lesson that you learn at this place is, like, how to grin and bear it when it comes to elitism. Because it's, like, I would, I would say that a lot of times being, when you have, like, when you're talking to an elitist, um... It's because they're aware of their accomplishments, and if it's not that, it's because they're privileged. And so, like, and you can't like sit someone down in like a therapist chair and like try and explain to them that's like, hey, you can't talk to people like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the biggest change. The biggest change you can always make in the world is yourself. And so, like, um, most of the time is like alright, you're a C friend. I, I will see you at 12am when I need help with this and I'm going to grin and bear It's like, yeah, I get it. I'm going to puff you up a little bit, but it's cool. I'm going to get an A on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, definitely sure, been one sure. of the yeah. hardest things for me because,
2: like, when it comes to an elitism, I don't really have, like, a big temperament for that. It's not like I outright hate people who are elitist, but I definitely do get annoyed. Uh, there are some particular people which I will not name.
0: For security uh, reasons.
2: For security reasons. <laughs> that, like, they, you know, they, they talk, and some of them, and some of them do intend it, but then there's a few that don't, and it's just, like, when I'm around them, and they're talking to people, I'm just feeling, like, ah, dude, like, please, I, like, I want to like you, right, just don't, like, stop flexing, bro, I know I'm it's not like, that smart, bro, it's... I know, I know that, <laughs> but, like, but you...
0: yeah, um, and then, I think, a lot of the times, some of the, the elitism that comes to this place is because of the fact that, like, um, ncsm is like a fairly accredited high school is um they do th- they do their <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> i'm, I'm, fo- yeah, I'm barely, gonna follow i'm gonna follow that up with did. saying that they they do their best to make themselves look the best yeah mm-hmm. um, i rest. think it's very cosmetic that is, definitely, <laughs> that is, that is very true <laughs> when i came to
2: this or when i was coming to the school i looked at like the website i was like whoa it's so professional looking yeah. and it's like they have all these classes wow whoa. and then i go and i see like uh, my American Studies teacher's website it looks like some crusty thing out of like 1994 yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, like, just, like, yeah, that's, that's the perfect like, analogy for like looking at the main site and then you just go to like these these like back door like create crusty sites I think that's like the best analogy because like you come to the school it's like oh it's gonna be all prestigious and stuff I gotta have to be like on the, the big brain and all that right. but then you know you come here and I was like I was really happy because all the people here they're just kind of like we're all like about the same we're all like chill we're all just kind of like yeah, there's dang, like I hate school but <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> like name, actually but
1: I love actually adding on to what um yeah. gray um was saying before i came to the school i was really worried about um the residential life just m- seeing all these new faces especially since like i've never been in this state before like <laughs> I'm, I'm from south Carolina. i'm actually from south carolina so uh it, w- it was it was a pretty big transition for me um but I- at first i was like a little um I guess foreign to the concept of a um, residential life, but after a few weeks after orientation, I found that I actually really liked the residential life,
2: and I found that the academics were the actual hassle. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I had the opposite thing. I was so worried about the academics, and then I came here and I was like, wow, I should have been more prepared for like just the social thing because I was so nervous about like god these academics I don't know if I'm gonna be good and then I come here it's like oh I can like actually manage this I yeah. mean
1: yeah the reason like yeah why I was um, like not so worried about the academics is because like there's so much opportunity here yeah. like I can just go and do whatever I want what's like what's mm-hmm. the big deal but then I'm now I'm in my uh, multi-class and I'm just like Whoa, that, brother. Yeah. Like that. it's literally
0: multivariable yeah. calculus. Oh, so, oh it's
3: kind of difficult. There's <laughs> one, one variable, oh, God. yeah. I how always just like, he'll give you like one example. He's like, All right, you're good. Just get him like two and three. The proof That's is left advantage. as an exercise
2: for the reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They give you that like one example. It's like, Oh, yeah, I can do this. And then you get on the test. It's like, Oh, hi, what is this? He ain't playing. Like, oh, I man. feel like one thing important to note is that like the do whatever, I feel like there's a very big asterisk next to that. Yeah, sure, yeah, for sure, because for sure. Because one thing I was really hyped about coming here is like, oh, I could take all the computer science classes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <biology." laughs> and then I come here, it's like, yes, American studies is a required class. Math is a required class. Take this language. Yeah. How about biology? You like biology? Take biology. <laughs> yeah. And it's getting better. I know that they're adjusting it with semesters. Uh oh, for, for clarification, sure, yeah. we're kind of in the, uh, Transitional period right now, we are currently in trimesters, but next year we're switching to semesters. Uh, so they're kind of balancing out like the required courses we have to take along with like oh, now we're gonna have like less classes we're gonna be able to take, so how are we gonna still be able to take those classes that we want?
0: Yeah, so it allows for um, I think it well, this is an assumption, but it allows for people to um, pursue like their interests like just a little bit more. on, like, a more magnified scale, because, of course, like, with a semester schedule, you're going to be in that class for longer, you're going to learn the content, um, better, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, like, next year, I won't be here, so it it do not matter. Um, (laughs) um, I won't, um, be here next year, so it might, like, flop, and that's, 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 that's gonna suck. Yeah. Um, (laughs) hopefully it doesn't, though, um, we don't want to speak (laughs) negative, yeah, we don't want to speak negative (laughs) things into existence, but, um, I feel that that concentration on the academics is also going to change how um, relationships and friendships work here. Yeah. Because like, um, in the trimester schedule, at least from what I've experienced, is that like once a new tri hits, you meet completely different people. Yeah. Like, sure. For oh yeah. Sure.
2: I remember in the very first we're gonna go back to the past of like the very first episode of the uh, this podcast that we're doing. Uh, I remember you were talking about how like each trimester is basically like a year of college so like your first trimester is your freshman year where you're like oh I don't know what I'm doing S- second trimester is like your sophomore year. It's like I still don't know what I'm doing but I know like a little more than I did and then you get like third tries your junior year where you kind of like start enjoying like oh yeah I kind of know what I'm doing and then you said like the senior year is like your whole senior year because you're kind of all familiar with that right. stuff
0: yeah definitely definitely yeah
2: Uh, I don't know how that's gonna be with semesters though because I do know that a lot of people like will categorize the trimesters like first year uh, first try, you know, that's just kind of like introductory. Second year, second try is like, or second try, first year, second try, that's like, oh, here's a depression session. Uh, <laughs> it's winter. Have fun. Like, yeah, not, winter hit. never see it's the really sun again. You're going to be in forever. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then Winter's you have, so uh, I'm not at third try yet. We're not at third try yet. So I'm not sure how that's going to be, but I I'm, it's, gonna be like just... it's looking like it's going to be pretty good. Mm. Um, and then for senior year, I especially. Feel like it's gonna be like just up from there, just kind of like you got this little uh, and then it goes like yeah. that. That's how I'm predicting it to yeah. be. Yeah, oh, um, just drew a picture for a Yeah, podcast. you couldn't see it. It was like, yeah uh, all
0: right, it, let's see here. Let's check the, the original. This line, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what you he know? did was um, draw a line that, um. Was positive, then was negative, negative, then was positive again. All right. can so see that the uh,
2: DYDX went from positive. <laughs> and, then, uh, uh, just
3: uh, and therefore, my... it was concave. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. I feel that uh, the friendships and relationships that you make here at System um, is definitely really good in terms of serving as a platform for growing up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, getting to, like the whole big picture cuz like um around like your junior and senior year of high school, I mean, like there's so many rom-coms that will tell you the same thing, but like it's like a very important transitional year. Like I'm going to be in a completely different space 365 days from now and <laughs> just um so all of you. Um of course, some of that is a grand tip because you can't predict the future, but um it doesn't really happen um, too much in your life on such a grand scale as it's about to um which is scary and um one thing that can alleviate that fear is um the ties of mind and so we're getting ready to go to the uh, conclusion of the episode and so any final thoughts notes comments
2: yeah so um to kind of
0: yeah you go you go all
2: right go. to kind of incorporate like The whole where we started with like external friendships and then we kind of moved to internal friendships, I feel like that's kind of like sums up how like important it is during these changes. These times of changes when you're gonna really find out like who your truest friends are, who's gonna stick by you, and who's gonna be like your best friend or a
3: tier friend or whatever however you group your friends, your a tier friend. But yeah, I this is definitely one of the hardest things we're ever going to do in our lives. then uh, there's not a day that it doesn't cross my mind where I'm like, dang, this is this this is the toughest thing I'm going to yeah. do.
0: And then also, like, it might be scary because, like, um, it's going to be over, like, really quick and who knows, like, who you'll still be friends with. I mean, you'll probably still be friends with your A friends, but, like, your C friends might pfft, vanish. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> never talk to them again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. um... A lot of people um, ostracize themselves from uh, their graduating class as soon as they graduate because they kind of want to reinvent themselves. And you can't really blame them because at that point, it's like, I am a new person now. I am literally like four years older. I'm doing different things. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, It's going to be tough, for for sure. (laughs) It's going to be
0: tough, but we have people to help us out. Relationships. Yes. Relationships. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I feel like one thing that I'll say is that I think it's always important um, to, like, maintain uh, contact with friends regardless of where you are because, uh, who knows, you might need them in the future or something. Yeah. Or something might come across and you might just need them. So, I, I feel like friendships, it may be hard, but I feel like it's very essential.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Um, it's a lot of work keeping up uh, friendships, Uh, especially when we have to juggle so many things Mm -hmm. like uh, Mm -hmm. um, mainly school right now. That's like I I would say that that's like the biggest kind of stipulation to that school. Still struggling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but um, as like. (laughs) As we grow up and eventually have to balance more things like taxes and mortgages. Oh, and God. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. It's Honestly, like, now you're scared of just literally I'll just two commit tax from from fraud and not do it. <laughs> <laughs> literally
2: two years from now, I will have to pay for everything. God. God. That's capitalism. That's going to hurt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a... And it's only really, it's going to get more difficult because now you're going to have to manage more things like weddings, funerals, and the like. But, um, it's manageable because people do it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up. Thank you all for joining me for this. This has been the Quixotic Topic with your host, I'm Daekwon. See you next time.
3: Bye.